general comment about the bank failures silicon valley bank paid out huge bonuses to top people minutes before the collapse that there was that was therefore obviously planned the fdic will protect the small people but anyone big who was there won't get enough to make a difference they're toast some big companies will go down over this rumor has it that the dominoes will now fall and that from the ashes a new government cryptocurrency will be born but we will have to wait and see because before that happens, everyone has to be on board. At this point, we might just be looking at a loan case of corporate greed, scam, whatever. Bonuses paid minutes before the collapse, right. And that's the way I'm kind of looking at it. I And I was talking with a hijacker off the air, messaging back and forth. And my thing was this. I said, um, yeah, the, I said, um, the media is, I said, we'll see if the media freaks out the normies. That's the key. And I said, hopefully this dies down. Um, he said, yeah, the media is the key, but the economic God men that I'm watching, these guys with money are in the know. Their minds are clear as they are thinking about their stack of money, their kingdom. Um, you know, um, the, the real thing to watch is, you know, your your normie news networks and the normie um, kind of websites. And so when they trickle out the news that, oh, the FDIC and the Fed, they're going to make sure everything, everybody's whole. <laughs> I like that term. They make sure they're whole, blah, 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 blah. Um, whether that will cause, you know, like banks here in my area or your area or whatever to people to not line up and say, Hey, I need to close my account. I'm kind of scared. Boo, 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 boo. You know, now what many of us should probably do, especially if you have a decent amount of money and a financial institution somewhere, maybe, um, buy some more tangibles over the next, you know, number of days uh more storable food more ammunition you know things of this nature uh 
you know, more whatever you think, you know, um, precious metals if you're into that. But that's maybe something, you know, to think about. Um, so let's uh, let's get clip two ready. And this Greg Grease from Infowars put this one out. Um, it's and it's pretty good because it it kind of lets you know it with all the stuff that just got dumped. Tucker and the J6 footage, the Twitter Matt Taibbi and the other Schulenberg, whatever his name was, um, getting grilled by these demon rats. All the stuff that's coming out. Uh, Redfield, uh, the former head of the CDC, basically saying that gain of function stuff was going on and uh, some dirty elements in and the government um, released pathogens, and I'll just put it that way, you know, because a lot of people don't believe in pa- the pandemic and all that. Some people were talking about dispersion methods and, you know, all that stuff. But um, kind of interesting that Redfield did that this week in front of um, Congress. And so uh, but let's listen to clip two real quick. Go ahead. This week, Tucker Carlson exposed the masses to the January 6th hoax. In the Proud Boys trial, leaked chat logs from FBI Special Agent Nicole Miller revealed that she was ordered by her boss to destroy 338 items of evidence. Once this news broke days ago, the trial was halted. The investigation into Twitter has revealed that moderators were instructed to censor true posts which could fuel hesitancy. Former CDC head Robert Redfield has just testified that the NIH was conducting gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab in China. Politically, the tide is turning and people all over the world are now rejecting the New World Order. The Central Bank of Nigeria launched their CBDC a little over a year ago, but the people rejected it. So early this year, the Nigerian banks emptied the ATM machines and closed their doors. This resulted in angry protests. The people attacked ATMs and blocked roads in multiple cities. The Bank of Lebanon has crashed. The Lebanese pound has fallen to an all-time low of 80,000 against the U.S. dollar. The people have taken to the streets. Banks have been set on fire. The rise in Fed rates has officially killed America's biggest lender, Silicon Valley Bank. The FDIC shutters Silicon Valley Bank. $152 billion of uninsured deposits are destroyed. The rise in Fed rates also killed Silvergate Capital, Several regional bank stocks have plummeted as a result of the Silicon Valley Bank and the Federal Reserve's rate hikes. The housing market is collapsing as well. The majority of commercial real estate loans are lent by small banks. Massive short bets are now happening in the commercial real estate market. The Federal Reserve Bank is taking down the housing market along with all regional banks leaving only its vassals who will be distributing CBDCs as a solution. 
The financial experts are now recommending that people have food, gold and silver, and cash in their possession. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg uh, Reese. You can stop it there. This is up on National File. Failed Silicon Valley Bank funded Democrats, establishment Republicans. So SVP's PAC, Political Action Committee, had some eye-opening expenditures. Okay. Donated in 20 and 2022 to political committees directly aligned with congressional Democrats and pro-impeachment Trump Republicans. Okay. On December 22nd, 2020, well after the 2020 election, Silicon Valley Bank PAC donated to Citizens for Waters, political committee aligned with Congressman woman Maxine Waters. Now, she, you know, she's big on the finance and banking committees and all that bull crap. On the same date, Silicon Valley Bank PAC donated to Friends of Gregory Meeks, um, a political committee aligned with Congressman Gregory Meeks, Democrat in New York, both hardcore Marxists, by the way. Anthony Gonzalez for Congress also received a donation from Silicon Valley Bank on December 2020. Uh, he was one of the few Republican congressmen to members to vote to impeach Trump following January 6th. Before 2020 election, Silicon Valley PAC notably donated to Peters from Michigan, a political committee associated with Senator Gary Peters, Democrat from Michigan. Um, he received an un- unprecedented amount of mail-in voting that helped him win re-election in 2020. Um, and interestingly, the only political committee Silicon Valley PAC gave to during the 2022 cycle was to friends of Mark Warner. Um, he won re-election in, in 2020 is not up again until 2026. Uh, and it gets into Silicon Valley Bank's lobbyist where the Franklin Square Group was – uh, who worked for then uh, was founded by Joseph Akil, who worked for then President Bill Clinton. Uh, he openly brags about his workings with the Clintons on his Franklin Square Group profile and in media outlets such as The Hill. Better watch it, bro. You might get Arkansas like the chick was from the air, uh, the term, uh, the turbulence. Um, and so basically, a lot of people were saying a, a lot of the. This whole Silicon Valley Valley Bank was a lot of rich libtards, all right, and uh, involved with a lot of shady startup, funny money, venture capital crap, all right, all the woke, um, goofy stuff. Now, this is up on California Globe, okay, and Silicon Valley Bank ties to California first – partner jennifer newsom what did they know and when did they know it um uh let's see here in looking at the svb board and executive team bios there's an interesting tie to california's first lady aka first partner jennifer Sibel newsom who was allegedly raped by harvey weinstein by the way you know, she she's embarrassed. She probably slept with the dude. And now she wants to say he raped her. But anyway, one of the SVB executives sits on the board of Jennifer Newsom's California Proge- Partners Project. Okay. Um, so let's see. 
the most important, uh, the most intriguing comment pushing back at the governor was Rick Grinnell's poignant response to an explosive reveal. Gavin Newsom should be transparent about California First Lady's relationship to the SVB leadership. Did she get involved at all? What did they say to her in the lead up to the collapse? The executive officer referred to in the tweet is John China, president of SVB Capital. He sits on the board of the California Partners Project, led by Jennifer Sibel Newsom. Um, and the, they reached out to Grinnell for a comment. Gr- Gavin has always been a secretive politician. He never gives the full story, and the Sacramento media is largely afraid to take him on. The lack of transparency in state government is a dangerous situation because California is currently a one-party controlled dictatorship, and Gavin is the boss. It's really a, a CCP uh, kind of um, cut, you know, looks just like it's a one-party system. The looniest, I mean, but at least the CCP doesn't push dangerous, like, social engineering down its own people's throat. I mean, they're better off than, than the nuts running the Democratic Party. Unless the CCP and possibly their buddies over in Russia, um, this is part of, like, the Yuri Bezmenov. Um, demoralization type of operations, you know, um, and and while I'm while I'm mentioning that, I'm going to move on from this article. But um, I was looking at an article on RT earlier, and I'm trying to find. Okay, no, that's not it. Um, here it is. Now. You're looking at Lenin's mausoleum, and I'm changing gears here from the California article about Newsom's old lady being involved with SVB and, you know, but think about this. So Lenin's mausoleum, okay, and it sits right there in Red Square, and you got Lenin, Lenin laying out there like he's a saint, and I mean, you, you just type in Lenin's mausoleum in, in Wikipedia or, and work, look at some of the articles that it, that it takes, it you know, the information from. But, you know, preserving his body, okay? So it's, it's so crazy. Um, so they, you, they soak his body in, like, chloroform and hydrogen peroxide, acetic acid and all this stuff diluted with water. And um, Lennon's remains are soaked in a solution of glycerol and potassium acetate on a yearly basis. Synthetic eyeballs were placed in Lennon's orbital cavities to prevent his eye sockets from collapsing. Um but basically, until the fall of the Soviet Union in 91, the continued preservation work was funded by the Soviet government. At that point, the government conti- discontinued financial support and private donations and supported the preservation staff. In 2016, the Russian government reversed its early decision and said it planned to spend 13 million rubles to preserve the bodies. Okay? Now, that's Pooty Poot. He's sitting there involved with the government. Okay? Now there's there's a lot of people trying to um, get him buried, okay? 
Uh, Yeltsin, with the support of the Russian Orthodox Church, intended to close the tomb and bury Lenin next to his mother. Um, at Volkov Cemetery in St. Petersburg, his successor, Vladimir Putin, opposed this, stating that a reburial of Lenin would imply that generations of citizens had observed false values during the 70 years of Soviet rule. You see, this is the, the you see these hammer and sickles flying all over in Russia and, and the the Russian Federation and all this other crap. And then there's this um, Edward um, Slav Squat over on Substack, okay, and it gets into this vaccination agenda in Russia. There's a lot of fake news like Real Raw News and all these other sites that are pro-Kremlin that are putting out that, oh, Putin ordered all the COVID vaccines destroyed and all this stuff. Um, But um, coincidentally, nearly every region in Russia adopted QR-coded vax passes by December 2021. But this wasn't good enough for Putin, who openly advocated for a national digital vax pass. De facto compulsory vaccination for Russia's entire adult population. He explained at the time that it was his duty as president to support a federally enforced cattle tag system. Even as 90% plus of the Russians opposed this insane anti-human assault on basic decency. And it gets into all – and it shows you you know, all these Russian websites – and so forth. Uh, is there any evidence, any evidence at all that Putin is waging a shadow war against the virus scam or that he doesn't like genetic COVID injections? Um, uh, in, in October 22, Putin urged um, Russians to get revaxed. This is part of his ingenious plan to entrap and expose the globalists in his cabinet. You just need to be patient. Well, it gets it's a it gets into it. And it really um, it it gets into really the fact that we don't know. You know, you read a lot of these people in alternative media that are Russophiles and so forth. And some of them are actually Marxists and so forth, posing as conservatives to get, um, you know, uh, people on board with with the kind of uh, pro-Russian agenda. And I'm like, look, man, we all need to be very leery uh, of of all these people. Um, you know, I'm going to go off script a little bit here, but this ties in with the Marxist crap. So breaking SPLC lawyer accused of domestic terrorism in the Antifa linked attack on Atlanta police site granted $5,000 bail. So all these other people that were part of this thing held without bail and then it even it's really hilarious because then you get into uh, in a statement, the National Lawyers Guild, which is everybody knows that's part of the Communist Party USA. Law enforcement detained at least 35 demonstrators in Atlanta on Sunday. You know how they would use the word demonstrators, including an NLG legal observer, National Lawyers Guild legal observer. So that ties Southern Poverty Law in with the National Lawyers Guild. Once again, that means Communist Party USA. 
Um, all of these arrests are part of the ongoing state repression and violence against racist and injustice, environmental justice protesters, blah, 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 blah. And so it's just funny that this guy gets out on $5,000 bail, you know, real uh, sick stuff. Um, let's see here. <sighs> oh, you know what? I should, I should really get this one in. Um, Mr. Producer, get clip three ready. Now this is for all of you that have, you know, um, people in your lives, especially young girls that you, you're scared that might be susceptible to, uh, kidnapping or trafficking. This is pretty pretty fascinating. Go ahead and roll clip three. This is the third morning in a row. I found one of these on her car in the exact same spot, back passenger door. I didn't know what it was. I just kept cutting it off. This morning when I found it, I went in there and I asked her, I said, what's the deal with the zip tie being on your back passenger handle every morning? For the past three mornings, I've cut it off. She said, Dad, I don't know what in the world you're talking about. She said, I, I didn't know there was a zip tie on there. I said, yeah, there's a zip tie. So I was talking to my brother just a few minutes ago, and I told him, I said, man, three mornings in a row, I found a zip tie on, on I ain't going to say her name, but my daughter's back passenger door handle, black zip tie. It's loose, but it's on there. And he works in law enforcement. He's been in law enforcement his whole life. And you could tell when I mentioned that, he got extremely silent. And he said, what would you just say? And I told him, and he was like, listen, man, cut that off right now. I said, I have been cutting them off. He was like, sex traffickers and people that basically steal women, vulnerable women, put them on a car somewhere where... It's not easily noticeable for them, but other people who actually do the stealing knows exactly what that means. So basically what this is, you all, is this is a tag. And this alerts anyone who's part of the organization, I'll call it, of sex trafficking or kidnappers now we're going to get to the fentanyl part right about here first thing if you ever see something like this if you ever see a twist tie on a door get out of there yeah that means they're marking you a paper towel here's the part the paper towel it may have some poison on it people are asking why the paper towel now i will explain what i saw a recent video of a woman in texas claimed that she had a paper towel in the door rest of her car. Now, just in the same sense of those twist ties being on there, the paper towel was lodged in the door handle. And the only thing that she did was touched it like this. Now, when she touched it like this, she said that she caught her body started to have a reaction. And from that reaction, she ended up going to the hospital and saying that her vitals were just off the charts and she was just feeling all funny. But come to find out she had an acute poisoning and of an attempted kidnapping. So when I say that. So that means watch out if you see these paper towels in your car. I wouldn't touch it. It could be laced with just a tiny bit of fentanyl 
so that you could pass out and they'll they'll grab you, right? So I just want to make sure we got that on the beginning of the video. They're not going to combat it. You're spending very little on it. it. Makes you wonder what in the world's going on. So be careful out there. I didn't get that up the other day. Uh, I'm glad ahead, we thought it. about it. Um, yeah, six point something trillion budget and uh, f- like forty million is is uh, dedicated to fighting fentanyl <laughs> trafficking. When, when and then they get into like what seventy to a hundred thousand people dying a year. It's like three hundred dollars a person at the by dung in his, in the in the in the creep show administration of Camel Toe and Douglas Emhoff and uh, the Shadow State. Um, you know. Very, very crazy stuff. So, uh, you know, this one really, I mean, I'm not surprised, but it's just like how nonchalant we just take it. Um, Inspectors general tell the committee that more than $276 billion in COVID relief funds were lost to fraud. In reaction to the COVID-19 scamdemic in 2020, the federal government hurriedly authorized several trillion dollars in taxpayer-funded relief programs, a sizable portion of which was swiftly exploited or lost through waste, fraud, and abuse. Now, just think about these banking shysty dealings going on, and you think about $276 billion in fraud um, – and don't tell me that the two things are probably not um, related at all. According to the recent testimony of three inspectors general, at least $276 billion and likely much more in pandemic relief funds was cer- cumulatively lost and diverted into the pockets of fraudsters all around the globe. Actions being taken to try and recover some of those lost funds and prosecute those who fraudulently had obtained it. But the reality is that much of that money and the, individual, and the individuals who improperly obtained it are long gone and will never be seen again. Um, on Thursday, a subcommittee of House Oversight and Accountability Committee, the Subcommittee on Government Operations at the Federal Workforce, held a two-hour hearing titled Waste, Fraud, and Abuse Go Viral, Inspectors General on Curing the Disease. Testifying before the subcommittee were Inspectors General of the Departments of Labor and Treasury, along with the Deputy Inspector General of the Small Business Administration. And what they revealed was not particularly reassuring to American taxpayers, the biggest fraud in a generation. I, you know, if that doesn't just get your goat, if that just doesn't, you know, you know, burn you up, um, I don't know what to tell you. So up on the uh, the Intel drop dot that dot org. Uh, now I got to verify that I'm a human. The looming quadrillion dollar derivative tsunami. All right, so it gets into, um, you know. Remember the whole thing where uh, financial weapons of mass destruction uh, in 2002, mega investor Warren Buffett wrote that derivatives were the financial weapons of mass destruction. At the time, their total notional value was estimated at $56 trillion. Investopedia reported that in May 2022 that the derivatives bubble had reached an estimated $600 trillion. 
according to the Bank for International Settlements. And the total is off, often estimated over one quadrillion. No one knows for sure because most of the trades are done privately. Um, I mean, gosh. Um, the banking system, the shadow or parallel banking system, repo based on securitization is a genuine banking system as large as the traditional regulated banking system. It is of critical importance to the economy because it is a funding basis for the traditional banking system. Without it, traditional banks will not lend in credit, which is essential for job creation, will not be created. Um, I, You know, when you get into all this stuff and, you know um, – Let's see here. Will rapidly rising interest rates rip through the U.S. financial system like a giant lawnmower blade? Yes. The U.S. economy survived much higher interest rates in the past, but at that time there were not hundreds of trillions of dollars worth of interest rate derivatives hanging over our financial system like a sword of Damocles. Um, you know, when you we get into all this, you're just like, my gosh. Um Heads up, $200 billion in treasuries to be dumped early this morning by the FDIC. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, last half hour coming your way. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed, but you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With a Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. Subscribe to the Freedom Times monthly newspaper, published since 1985. That's right, 1985. The Freedom Times pulls no punches and observes no sacred cows or taboos. The perilous times we live in are too critical for anything but honest discussion of America's plight. The Freedom Times is the antidote to the lies and distortions of the fake news media. There's no better way to inform and enlighten Americans than by reading the Freedom Times each month. New subscribers may sign up at the special rate of just $29 for one year or $55 for two years. Subscribe online by going to AmericanFreedomNews.us or mail your subscription to The Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091.
That's the Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. Support America's best patriotic newspaper and one of the very few left by becoming a subscriber to the Freedom Times today. Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Support the network if you can. How do you like this punk Colin Kaepernick? People that raised him, his his family, his his you know his biological family deserts him. This this white family takes him in, raises him, and he throws him under the bus for being racist. I mean, you can't get much more classic uh, other than Jane Fonda talking about murdering uh, pro-life people right there on The View. You know, you just got to you just got to love this one. Here's here's a here's one that you'll all love. Israeli Air Force joins red flag exercise over Nevada. Israeli fighter jets will be seen flying above the Nevada desert on Sunday today which marks the start of a two-week red flag training exercise, according to the Israeli Israel Defense Forces. The U.S. and Israeli Air Forces will conduct daily drills involving nearly 100 aircraft. The exercise being run out of Nellis, U.S. Air Force Base, located approximately eight miles northeast of Las Vegas. Nellis has hosted the event since 1975, and this version will end on March 24th with special arrangements arrangements made for the Israeli visitors to fly on Sunday instead of Saturday due to Shabbat, according to the base. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Um, let's get clip 10 ready. I wanted to get this one in there. You know, this Ohio thing. And we're just seeing more and more infrastructure attacked, more railroad derailments, more goofy stuff in California, flooding, um, all that stuff. Um, but let's listen to clip 10. And this is about Ohio. There's going to be decisions made of those results of the initial plan. If there's things that we see, then it's going to trigger, you know, that triggers a lot more. All right, everybody, we're on red alert. Red alert. It looks like the eco-fascists are gunning for the U.S. heartland. This is going to be very bad in my assessment. I think we're going to see farming in this region decimated by these bureaucrats with the dioxin agenda. I want to make it very clear that I'm against this. I think this was plotted, coordinated, overblown, and they're going through this act through this spectacle, I think with foreknowledge. 
creating a false impression of what their actual plan is. So this was from an Ohio Department of Agriculture press conference a few days ago, where they announced that they will be sampling a bunch of different farms, looking for dioxins, looking for chemicals, looking for furans. And they're framing this like they're trying to protect the end consumer. But I think really what this is, is an attack on our food supply. This is eco-fascism. And I want to be very clear that I'm against this now. I can see this plain as day for what it really is. And shame on all the people who are pushing for the decimation of so many. This is a Stalinistic genocide in the making. And some people are cheering this on and demanding that the EPA do more. I think this is just pure evil. And absolutely an intentional attack on the food supply. Mark my words. A little bit about more, a little bit about... Uh, you stop it there. Uh, um, yeah. There's so many ways this could go with the, uh, you know, with uh, all of this heartland, farmland. It's so sick. Um, now, Obama official admits U.S. government brainwashing Americans via secret PSYOP program, and that was the Global Engagement Center, right? Richard Stingle. Okay, and come under scrutiny since the Twitter files exposed its role in censoring the American people who go against uh, mainstream narrative. And, you know, um, Congressman Dan Bishop played audio of this guy defending brainwashing Americans right there in the congressional testimony. And Dan Bishop was with um, Matt Gates, and at, at and they went on Tim Pool's um, podcast. And then they brought in Steve Bannon, which I'm going to try to get to um, if I can in a, in a minute. But basically, you know, Stingle's original remarks during a Council on Foreign Relations con uh, conference, okay? He describes himself as cheap propagandist. I'm not against propaganda. Every country does it. They have to do it to their own population, and I don't think that's awful, right? Um. Emails in the Twitter files re reveal that the Global Engagement Center was a key entity involved in the social media platform censorship policies working as a go-between for the federal government at Twitter. Um, so basically, think about this. You're just seeing this one entity, Twitter. But think about all the search engines. Think about Facebook. Think about Instagram, right? And then think about all the other ones out here. Now, Twitter's the one that kind of big with news and that's for it. But some people don't do Twitter at all. Some people live on Facebook to get their news and everything else. I'll guarantee you Facebook's probably as bad or worse than Twitter. Guarantee you. Um, now, this was... You know, um, brother of BLM activist John Sullivan tells the FBI 226 members of Antifa instigated the Capitol riot. Okay. Now, we know about the Sullivan brothers, and they are the adopted sons of retired Air Force Major General Kevin J. Sullivan. Okay. And he was a big psychological operations type guy. 
So, and then they've been both on the opposite sides of the ideological spectrum since the George George Floyd video was released, and blah 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 blah. But he's saying there was uh, up to two hundred twenty-six members of Antifa, and that's on top of all the feds. I mean, sheesh, you know. Um, I mean, how many? <laughs> that's what's so fascinating. How many? How many real people were there? I mean, you know, there were still thousands and thousands, but still, you had, they had so many people there. Okay, Pentagon developing deep fakes to deceive the public. <clears throat> okay, United States Special Operations Command gearing up to conduct internet propaganda and deception campaigns online using deep fake videos, according to contracts with the federal government. It reviewed by The Intercept and what many would attribute to, to the likely behavior of rogue regimes targeting the United States. The activities that SOCOM is carrying on overseas include hacking Internet-connected devices to eavesdrop um, in order to assess foreign populations' susceptibility to propaganda. Um, I mean, of particular interest is a section called Advanced Technologies for Use in Military Information Support Operations, MISO. Um, As the Pentagon euphemism for its global propaganda and deception efforts. Uh, I mean, you just, gosh, the amount of this thick wall of deception and just propaganda and everything else and now they're going to get into the deep fake stuff i mean how long have they been doing deep fakes is what i want to know i I mean we're, we're getting to the point where it's going to be very hard to discern you know truth and true footage from fake footage and that's that's what's really crazy um mr producer get clip one ready let's try to get a little bit of this um Tim Pool Bannon thing in real quick. Um all right. Um so that's at one hour and twenty minutes and forty seconds. Um and let's just listen to a little bit of it. It's pretty good though. Go ahead and roll it. Except what they work for, which we're taxing at essentially a forty percent rate. I want, They're gonna have nothing. How long till we vote on the Silicon Valley? Bang, bailout. <laughs> you think it'll be next week or do you think it'll be two weeks? You know, i got to tell you I, I, something. Um, I was, I'm not so sure that they can do something like that. I mean, they got, you know, it's like you said. Well, we have the tools. Or we're going to admire them or we're going to use producer. them. I don't think they can do I don't. Well, hey, they don't even need you, Congress. They just announced it today that they'll do whatever the F they want. And you ain't, you, you're, you're cut out of the, you're cut out of the equation. The FDIC and Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell, well, they don't need no Congress. They'll do whatever the hell they want. And all you turds in the Congress are just going to sit there and you ain't going to do squat about it. All right, go ahead and resume it. I don't think they can go bail out he, he, SBB. Well, I tell you how Dan, Dan Bishop no, predicts it on no, Tim Pool. Yeah, there will be no vote yeah, on the no, Silicon Valley. No, no, no. But tell, tell them how they're going to do it. By the way, you said today, tell them how they're going to do it. They're going to use national security Absolutely. and they're going to use the deep state as the excuse. That, that Gates nailed it today early in our show. They're going to say that this is the centerpiece of all these companies that are high-tech companies in Silicon Valley, all these companies that let us compete with the Chinese. And if you don't let them make payroll next week, 
Okay, it's going to collapse, and we're going to be a decade behind the CCP, well, well, and they're going to make it make it a national. So, so what's the coalition of votes there? The Silicon Valley Democrats, Neocon. led by Ro Khanna, the neoconservatives, uh, led by the traditional voices of that movement in in the House Republican Caucus, and then the appropriators, because they always, you know, spending money is not typically something that's an affront to someone on the appropriations committee. Is that is that the the co- that's the coalition like, I that, see? That looks like four hundred. Vo- that looks like four hundred votes. <laughs> right. A lot more votes than I got on my. Uh, All right, my you can stop it there. Uh, it's an interesting. Uh, they talk about January sixth a lot, which is a pretty interesting conversation. Silicon Bank uh, Valley bank crisis sends shockwaves through Israeli high tech. Okay, um, according to estimates, more than a hundred Israeli startups are financed by Silicon Valley Bank. Isn't that interesting? Huh? Um, Mr. Producer, get clip nine ready. Oh yeah, I want to get this one too. This is up on um, this is from Whitney Webb. This is from March tenth. CIA and Mossad-linked surveillance system quietly being installed throughout the U.S., okay? Launched in 2016 in response to a Tel Aviv shooting and the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, which we all know was highly dubious. Um, In Orlando, Florida, Gabriel offers a suite of surveillance products for security and safety incidents at so-called soft targets and communal spaces, including schools, community centers, synagogues, and churches. The company makes the lofty promise that its products stop mass shootings. According to a 2018 report on Gabriel published in the Jerusalem Post, I think I've even reported on this before, there was an estimated 475,000 such SARF targets across the U.S., meaning that the potential market for Gabriel is huge and the potential market for you jerks to run false flags all over the place is huge, whatever you want. Remember with 9-11 and the security at the airports and all that crap, was that Crawl Crawl International? Crawl, yeah, and then Bush, one of the Bush brothers was involved in it and all that crap. Gabriel, since his founding, has been backed by an impressive group of leaders, mainly former leaders of Mossad, Shin Bet, FBI, and CIA. Gosh, what a great group of people. I want them watching my soft target, don't you? Anyway, um, in recent years, even more former leaders of Israeli and American intelligence agencies have found their way onto Gabriel's advisory board and promoted the country's uh, company's products. Uh, so everybody look at Gabriel and, and have fun looking into that and see if somewhere nearby you is going to have, um, you know, uh, <laughs> somewhere near you is going to have, um, you know, a Gabriel system in there. Um, let's see. Let's uh, – so we got clip nine ready. Let's go ahead and listen to uh, clip nine. This is pretty interesting. Well, the essence of our discussion today is uh, about human augmentation. We've got documentation from the Ministry of Defense here. Human augmentation, the dawn of a new paradigm. They've been doing this for quite some time uh, with soldiers, but they fully intend and have done this with human beings. Talk us through the essence of what we're talking about today. Well, sure. They, it's not like they've hidden it. There's a lot of paper 
describe it. Um, one of the papers I sent used where the U.S. Army studied cyborgs and, and the, um, the psychological relationship thereafter, the human augmentation paper. It's only page 67. They wonder if they're entitled to some legal rights. And then we would have seen Kim Jong-un uh, a year ago uh, or so did a demonstration of his super soldiers. In our case, it's Robert V. Austin. It's in the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals um, in Colorado. We've actually put this into evidence. We've raised the issue that there is uh, existing U.S. Supreme Court um, authority on the subject. It's called molecular pathology versus mirror genetics. The holding in the case is the use of mRNA to effectuate gene modification results in the product. In this case, the vaccinated people belonging to the patent holders. We filed that in our lawsuit in August of 2021. We have maintained this throughout our case to this very day. Never once have any of the defendants, that's the DOD, HHS, FDA, um, nor their attorneys, the Department of Justice, denied it. Never once. Um, so in, in law, a lot of times that's deemed to be an admission. And that's exactly what we found is all the evidence to support that, in fact, the vaccinated people are a new species. In the NASA Langley research paper on um, fifth generation warfare, they call these people Borg. So this is not speculation. This has happened, and they've been doing it in the United States military since 2005. It's absolutely un unbelievable. Later on, after after you're not with us anymore, Todd, because you've got to go in about half an hour, I've got um, something that I want to read about China using, uh, you know, discovery of the human genome was the biggest tragedy for the human race, and China's new concept of bio-based war includes vaccines with backdoors as bioweapons. Now, something that you've found through your research and your team just you you all do such an incredible job todd um you found that human beings are essentially walking antennas walking cyborgs how, i want to go yeah. into before break how is this possible um you, you you talk about cesium in the injections and not only the injections it's everywhere yeah that's exactly right so uh lipid nanoparticles right we all know that uh, all these manufacturers of the COVID shots are using lipid nanoparticles to, to contain payloads. These lipid nanoparticles slip right into a cell, they dump their payload, and then you have gene modification. We understand that these are aerosolized, but for whatever reason, um, whether they're in our food or water or in our lungs, they don't seem to work as well. So when they're mainlined in something called hydrogel, which is now appearing in pretty much all of the injectables that we're finding, they're able to actually remotely open the, the, the bomb doors, if they so choose, and cause a new pathogenic crisis in the body. So I want to talk about that MRA new pathogenic... Todd, we've got about 15 seconds to break. I want to talk about that new pathogenic crisis, including programming future bioweapons through the technology already inside of human beings. Don't go anywhere. This is insane information. We'll be right back. Todd, please go on to what you were saying right before that break. This is bombshell information. Yeah, so what we discovered in the course of, of doing our research and investigation for our case and what evidence we could get into the record, we, what we discovered is that an 18 gigahertz signal pulsed three times for a minute each will cause these lipid nanoparticles to swell and release the contents, release their payload inside of the subject. We also discovered that... Um, the Department of Energy maintains a database with thousands of uh, pathogens that they have made, including Marburg, including Ebola. Those are man-made pathogens. We found in their, their patents where they actually have encased these in lipid nanoparticles. And one of the problems uh, that we see today is we have no idea 
what has been injected into people because the FDA no longer cares. There is no manufacturing standards. There's no good manufacturing practices or protocols. Um, 50% of the ingredients could change from what they disclosed to the FDA, and nobody would know. Is it possible, is my question, is it possible that Marburg, Ebola, and other pathogens have already been injected into people, and they're just waiting for the right moment to, to pulse the 18 gigahertz signal and release them? But it's not only whether those pathogens have been injected. In a recent interview with you, uh, that, that I did with you and Lisa McGee, one of your researchers, you found that the, the technology that's been injected can be programmed real time to create yes. other so-called viruses, which aren't actually viruses. They're right. part biological, part artificial. Talk us through that. Yes, because they've digitized these pathogens. And by the way, the Department of Energy sells these pathogens. Um, with the, the advent of uh, technology to digitize our DNA, which is what the, the PCR tests seem to have been, um, three places to the right of a decimal. They have the ability to remotely program through EMF radiation, gigahertz signals in particular, to cause any pathogen known to mankind. It's just a function of strength and signal. So we're talking about being programmed through 5G, essentially, or is this capable? Capability yeah, that's already right. there. We've got it. 300 megahertz to, to 300 gigahertz. That's the range. The antennas are up all around us. We have all the evidence to point at electronic warfare. What you referenced a few minutes ago um, is the same thing. And the reason why I, I mentioned the, the payloads of lipid nanoparticles is because we've come to understand that they work in tandem. Um, the pathogens can be uh, inserted effectively and then encouraged to grow through the EMF radiation. So it's a combination of the two. The people that didn't get the shots are less susceptible to this EMF kind of a weapon. Um, it has to be a directed signal, and I think you were um, unfortunately a victim of that in Canberra. But when you have preloaded people with cesium, it turns them into a transducer, a transmitter, a battery and amplifier, and a cloud computing node. We have all of that science. It's, it's wide out in the public. All the papers exist. And um, the reality is vaccinated people have already been turned into a new species that our government, Health and Human Services, call SynBio, or simply Borg. All right, go ahead and stop it there. He's standing on it. Remember, I played that stuff months and months and months ago, and he's standing on it. The ability, basically, you're shot up with whatever it is. There's There's a dormant payload there, and then... Uh, this stuff could be manipulated through exterior methodologies and cause um, the host um, probably uh, mind control, probably uh, disease, death, whatever the the hell these people want. And you know, and we also have to look at cocktailed with that as the spiritual component of this too. As this is all happening. The war in the heavens, the uh, the great falling away um, that's talked about. Evil men shall wax worse and worse. Lovers of their own selves, the selfishness we're seeing out here, the ruthlessness, and so forth. British tech sector at serious risk after SVB collapsed. Um, break it on Gateway Pundit. Swedish retirement pension was SVD's largest shareholder with holdings of nearly 280 million in stock on Friday. 
So one of the largest pension plans in Sweden had 50% of its investments in the SVB that went under Friday. Wow. Um, outrageous Silicon Valley Bank provided massive amounts of capital to Chinese tech ventures. Now Biden's FDIC and Federal Reserve are bailing it out. Clearly Biden is working for China. I mean, there's so many there's so many angles to all this. It's just um, uh, it's just mind blowing. Um, you know, I don't I don't know you know how much that we can we can stand before the whole. Th- I mean, I I don't want to see you know Mad Max scenario go live on the streets. Uh, we were all running around with our, you know, weapons, freaking killing freaking zombies, you know, that are out here rioting and marauding and attempting to uh, loot everything in sight like freaking grasshoppers. I really don't want to go kinetic with this. I I have a bad feeling that it, it could very well soon. But, um, you know, I don't. I don't want to see it happen. Um, This is up on Dr. Fetzer's website. Patrick J. McShay, the Who's Pandemic Treaty is a New World Order Communist Police State. So we'll see what happens with this treaty. And you got Cyber Polygon that could very well happen. This bank failure, something um, to take the grid down, an EMP. You've got this a new <clears throat> whether it's a whether it's a pandemic released you know out into the wild or whether it's already embedded in these people that have already been jabbed and then like Todd Callender was saying that it could be the payload dumped and then they could start a new so quote unquote scamdemic. Uh, there's a lot of angles to this that you know. Um, it's very, very hard to see, but we can see the writing on the wall. So get your stuff together, everybody, and uh, be ready for what's coming because it looks like it could be coming fast. We'll see you guys next week. Everybody take care and uh, get your mind right. All right, we'll see you. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. 
Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.